So Hogwarts Legacy is going to be in the news a bunch over the next uh, six or seven weeks. Eight, probably the next couple months. Uh, it does come out in February. And it is the subject of a great deal of controversy because of J.K. Rowling, the author of the Harry Potter novels, uh, who has inexplicably gotten deeply involved in the trans debate. Um, if I had a billion dollars and a literary legacy like J.K. Rowling, I wouldn't even have social media. I wouldn't even consider being on Twitter. I would not have Facebook. I would not... Any sort of marketing crap, any sort of like web page, on, online presence, uh, beyond, you know, writing the occasional hey fans blog type post, I would leave to a publicist. Uh, but for whatever reason, Rowling has decided that she cares enough about this, this issue to en enmesh herself in a constantly unpleasant and awful debate over trans rights, what it means to be a woman, what it means to be a man, gender identity, uh, trans athletes, multi-gender bathrooms, teen trans rights versus, you know, parental rights, all this stuff. This is a minefield. I don't talk about this stuff much because it is a fucking minefield. Uh, and I have opinions but I don't, I don't know. I don't really, I don't love, I don't love getting into this debate because it just generally tends to bring out the worst in everybody. Uh, I am all in favor of a compassionate, tolerant, uh, thoughtful approach to trans issues. I, I don't want, I don't think it's okay to single out trans people or to call them crazy or, or to, 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 to be hateful towards them. But I also think that this is a very complicated subject that, that, that touches on a lot of things that aren't black and white, that, that touches on a lot of things that are not easily defined or categorized. And especially when you get into like minors and, and, you know, teen transition and that stuff, I think, I think it becomes a lot more complicated than people would have you believe. And that, um, that, that there is a lot more to the story than, than people on either side of this debate would have you believe. But I don't know why Rowling, of all people, would get involved with this. But she has, and that's the way it is. And uh, now everything around Harry Potter is part of this. It has become a cultural touchstone. Uh, everything to do with, you know, I have a friend who, runs, who owns a bookstore and his employees didn't want to sell Harry, Harry Potter books anymore. And, um, you know, his... The owner response was basically like, we are in the business of selling books, not in the business of censoring them. And that's really where I come down on a lot of this, too. Um, you know, Adolf Hitler wrote Mein Kampf. I think that should be sold in bookstores, uh, not because I support Adolf Hitler, but because I don't believe in censorship. I think that people should be allowed to read things uh, from controversial authors or with controversial ideas and that uh, that doesn't say anything about you as a person. Uh, which brings us to this uh, this latest bit about Hogwarts Legacy. Now, Rowling has virtually nothing to do with this game. Uh, no matter how many copies it sells, she will still be phenomenally rich. Even if it doesn't sell a single copy, she will remain phenomenally rich. So I don't think that a, a, a boycott of this game is particularly effective, but if you want to boycott it and you don't want to play it, I think that's totally fine. Also, vote with your wallet. Not a bad idea. But 
Uh, I don't know if it's a great idea to judge other people based on their decision to play the game. I don't think it makes them transphobic. I don't think it means that they are supporting a transphobe any more than if you are in your iPhone that you're supporting the Chinese communist government or it's engaging, you know, the many atrocities that the Chinese government engages in, including, you know, genocide. Uh, I don't think that because you, 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 like me, participate in this economy and own technology that was built in China, that we're supporting policies at, at companies like Foxconn that lead employees to throw themselves to their deaths while at work. Just buying something doesn't mean you support all the various things that went into buying it. And really taking this to its logical conclusion, which is that you have to pretty much just produce everything yourself to ensure its purity, is not only unfeasible, it's, it's, it's just crazy. You're never going to get to that point. And so everybody's drawing a line in the sand somewhere, or they're saying, you know what, fuck it, I don't care anymore, because everything is horrible, and pretty much every time we engage economically by buying things as consumers, we're probably enriching somebody who is a monstrous, horrible asshole, right? Uh, I think that we, that, that we can't be too self-righteous about where we draw the line in the sand. So there's this Kotaku piece where they talk about this Reddit subreddit called Gaming Circle Jerk. I'm probably getting that wrong, but they, they've basically said, if you buy this game, you are a transphobe and you're getting banned. And I think that that is really self-righteous. And I understand that it's an important conversation to have. I am perfectly fine with people discussing this and saying, because this is an age-old discussion, right? Art versus the artist. Whether you're talking about someone like Marilyn Manson, or you're talking about something like Bill Cosby, or just back in time, there's been many, many different artists, filmmakers, musicians, uh, novelists, poets, etc., etc., who produce works that we love, but who happen to also be terrible people. And it gets complicated because sometimes these people have done awful things. Maybe they're a pedophile. Maybe they're a serial rapist. Maybe they've just abused the, the women in their life. Maybe they've abandoned their children. Maybe they have, you know, Nazi sympathies. And, and to, to each, everyone has to make this, this judgment on their own. Like, like I personally, I, I don't really think I can watch Bill Cosby anymore. I just don't think I can laugh when I watch him because of, you know, the things he's done. Uh, and at the same time, if I hear a Marilyn Manson song come on, it's not like I'm going to say I don't like it. I like some, I'm not a huge Marilyn Manson fan, don't get me wrong, but like if I hear some of his songs come on, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say, well, I don't like that anymore because Marilyn Manson is an abusive asshole. No, I'm, I, I think he's an abusive asshole, but I think he makes good music. JK Rowling. I don't agree with everything she said about trans rights. I agree with some of them. I think it's a complicated debate. Do I give a shit when I read Harry Potter? I do not. I do not at all. And... This piece on Kotaku, you know, of course, like every other piece that talks about Hogwarts legacy or that talks about rolling, is an excuse to say, hey, look, I am a good person. I do not like J.K. Rowling. Here's a bunch of links to stuff she said and, and stuff about TERFs, trans-exclusionary, radical feminists, and all this other. Here is a post where I just vomit out like two dozen links to different things to get to my point. And that's exactly what this piece is. Uh, it's just so much linking to all this stuff 
and and going over, retreading this ground of what Rowling has said and what she's done. A lot of it, not even what she said, just what people have said about it. At one point, though, she mentions, it's also concerning that the former lead designer of Hogwarts Legacy was an alt-right Gamergate troll. Now, of course, she's, I don't remember if you guys remember this from last year, but that she's talking about Troy Leavitt, who was sort of outed as this, you know, frothing right-wing YouTuber who, you know, hated Anita Sarkeesian and la-da-da-da-da-da-da, and, and, and people were like, oh my god, he's, how can the people on this game work with such a monster? But if you actually went and watched the YouTube videos that people are making this big hullabaloo over, Leave It was a mild-mannered, very, so, like, not soft-spoken, but very measured, hardly alt-right a critic of some of the stuff that we see in in media and whatnot. He was a critic, you know, of, of Anita Sarkeesian. He was a critic of The Last Jedi. He, you know, he, he took that side in this pop culture war that we are engaged in and did so in a very measured and rational way. This was not like a an alt-right Gamergate troll. People who write this and link to that piece, this, this is linked to an Ian Walker piece in Kotaku, uh you get this sense that he is something that he is simply not. Uh, Because it seems to me that we've entered this reality where you're no longer allowed to have different opinions or politics than people in the hallowed chambers of woke media. And, you know, we've we've always had political differences, but there was a time when we could say, ah, you know, such and such, who's a Republican and a conservative, is wrong about this issue and here's why. But we have now entered a reality where such and such is a conservative and a Republican and so he should be fired from his job. It will be unsafe for people to work with him. His support of XYZ is endangering and harmful to you know, whatever group is on the table at the moment. And so we've left this place where we can have discourse and civil debate, and we've started to define people by their ideas and beliefs in ways that make their ideas and beliefs just unacceptable for for polite company at all. You don't like Anita Sarkeesian because you think she's a shallow and often uh, uninspiring uh, intellectual, and you don't think that her ideas on feminism are very compelling. You must be an alt-right, a.k.a white supremacist, you know, woman hater. <laughs> this is this is crazy to me. Like, there are very, 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 very awful people out there who do have, you know, who espouse views like are in favor of, you know, making the United States an only white country. Now, those kinds of people, I think we can say, are, are you know, they, have, they still get freedom of speech, but we can pretty much safely say that they are on the fringe and should not be taken seriously. But if you're if you're if you're treating people who didn't like the last Jedi as the same as people who think this should be a whites only country, then you are making a dangerous error in in your analysis and your and in your the way you're treating people, uh, because then you have a conversation that can have no wiggle room. It's just completely this narrow lane of acceptable thought, and and now you can't distinguish between the really nefarious bad guys. And the moderates who just think that maybe we should slow down before we start transitioning 16-year-olds to another gender using medicine that is 
fairly new and untested in technology that cannot do all the things that 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 it says it can especially because teenagers are fickle emotional hormonal assholes that can't that sure they shouldn't have to make up their minds about anything like that so young like these there is this idea that people who simply have common sense are deplorables because they don't follow this rigid line of thinking and instead of trying to persuade people Saying like, okay, this, I understand your common sense, but like, listen, here's some data we have. Here's some stuff we know. Instead of doing that, you're just a bad guy now. You're just an asshole who shouldn't even be allowed to have a job. And it's crazy because if you go out into actual America, if you go out into the real America, which isn't, you know, which is like cities and rural areas, small towns and college towns, a lot of the people in these places don't think this way and they're not being persuaded by it. They're not being persuaded by changes in the education system. They're not being persuaded by changes in, in company policy that, that are really jamming down this, the anti-racist, white fragility stuff down people's throat and the gender, the gender identity stuff. Here's the thing. We want a better world, more tolerant and compassionate world. I certainly want that. We want you know more peace and love between races, between sexes, between all. I want that. But you can't force it down people's throats. You have to make a compelling argument. And that argument is not to just say that people are bad and have no business even opening their mouths anymore. And that supporting them in any way is somehow, you know, tantamount to actually perpetrating harm against, you know, these these vulnerable groups. I don't think that buying Hogwarts Legacy is putting actual trans people in harm's way. I do think that reducing the conversation around trans rights to a my way or the highway sort of conversation where nobody outside of the echo chamber has any voice anymore is going to maybe possibly endanger trans people's safety because you're not creating a a, a more empathetic population. You're alienating people. And that can lead, that actually can lead to physical violence and harassment. So I would say that a better approach would be to lead with empathy, persuasion, compassion, and trying to say, you know, we're going to have this conversation, we're going to listen to the other side, and we're going to take their concerns seriously. We're not, we're not going to take the concerns of parents so lightly anymore. We're not going to just tell parents, oh, you're not going to, you don't want your teen to transition, your, your, your child who you've known since a baby, who you've always considered a boy, you, you're concerned about them transitioning to a girl. So our response is to tell you that they're going to commit suicide if you don't let them and that they have to start right away. No, the the response should be, oh my God, like, yeah, this is a huge deal and a major life decision. So we need to take things slowly and we need to like take your considerations also to heart. Anyways, um, JK Rowling, I think, again, the art versus the artist, I think it's a worthwhile discussion to have. I think that Hogwarts Legacy is going to be a very interesting cultural touchstone to, to examine the pop, the pop culture wars, and maybe, maybe we can find ways to um, to make them less warlike and more about having that civil discourse and having some thoughtful interactions with people who disagree on these issues, but can find common ground and maybe not find agreement, but find a way to have this uh, this larger, broader debate without fucking killing one another. Uh, I will be playing Hogwarts Legacy. 
I, I haven't seen anything in it that looks great, though. I'm not sure that I'm going to like the game on its own merits, but I can't really determine that till I've played it. So I will play it, and I'll, I'll play some of it anyways. Um, and I'm curious what your thoughts on all this are, so please do let me know in the comments. Uh, like, subscribe, hit that notification bell, and peace.